everyone, you are tuning into Frida's World Podcast, a platform where women of color can have open, honest, and candid discussions about their experiences being professional women both in and out of the workplace. I am your host, Rita Pierre, CEO and founder of Frida Women NYC, a fashion brand that sets out to motivate and instill confidence in professional women through the use of fashion accessories. So I just want to thank you again for tuning in to We Are Now at Episode 10 10 weeks of this podcast. So excited, really happy. I'm especially happy today to be joined by my dear friend, Lyo Badamosi. Hey, Lyo. Hi. Hey, Rita. (laughs) Hi, everyone. (laughs) Lyo is a my fashion designer friend extraordinaire and attorney extraordinaire. She is the owner and and designer um, at Leo G. Can you tell us a little bit about this, Leo G? Sure, sure. So Leo G is um, my eponymous um, clothing line with a focus on professional working women. Um, It's a luxury brand. And right now our focus is on making jackets, but we, um, you know, we like to make pieces that take women from day to night. Um, You know, they'll fit right in their closet, not only just for work, but for their social life. And at the very core of, our brand is um, my tagline, which I like to say, every woman is a boss. Yes. And we like to empower <laughs> women and let women know that there is no boundaries um, um, that they should be setting against themselves. I love it when women are shattering glass ceilings and breaking barriers and which is all about uplifting the professional working woman. All right. And yeah. that is also in line with uh, the Frida Women Values. Absolutely. Which was I actually <laughs> our, one of our Frida Women our illustrious uh, group of women that yes. we, you know, shout out <laughs> once a week. So going Thank into... Thank you, by the way. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, you might get another round. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. (laughs) So as we're talking about Freedom Woman of the Week, this week's Freedom Woman of the Week is another one of my dear friends. One thing I can say is that I'm surrounded by empowering women, powerhouse women, attorneys of color. Love it. Yes. So (laughs) Marley V. Marcellus Laurent, my former work wife and the mother of my God baby. um, She is this week's Freedom Woman. And, you know, just a little bit about Marley. Um, You know, she was born and raised in Haiti. She came to America at the age of 12, lived in Florida. She's a graduate of Barry University, where she majored in philosophy and pre-law and political science. Uh, She studied abroad in England, Spain, Israel. And she went to law school at New York Law School, located in New York, right? (laughs) So aside from the many things that... um, Marley has done um, in recent years. She's definitely become, you know, very, very active in the community. Um, we used to work together at the Brooklyn District Attorney's Office, and we started off together in the Domestic Violence and Elder Abuse Unit, where we worked with victims um, on, you know, on, on domestic violence and elder abuse cases. Um, she is part of the Haitian American Lawyers Association. But one thing I am very, very happy to announce is that she is going to receive the 2017 Rising Star Award at our upcoming um, Halani, which is the Haitian American Lawyers Association Award Ceremony this Saturday. 
uh, December 2nd. Oh my gosh, already in December. Yeah. <laughs> Coming right up. Time yes. Flies. Yes. <laughs> so definitely we salute Marley for being a powerful, powerful um, force to reckon with in the community. Um, you know, she's a mother, she's a wife, and it's very difficult to, you know, be uh, so giving to your community while you have to give at home. So Marley, um, congratulations on being Free to Women of the Week. And, uh, for embodying all of the freedom values, of, for being fierce, resilient, erudite, um, empowered, daring, and ambitious. And these are, mind you, these are the the freedom values that we came up with in our group yes, chat. Remember, I, I do remember. Yes. I do remember. And I love it. And it, it's so very fitting. It takes a village. It takes <laughs> a village. Can, I came absolutely. up with these values. So one of the founding, what did I call you guys? The council? Yes, <laughs> the council. Absolutely. My little WhatsApp chat room just to, you know, bounce ideas off of. Yeah. So definitely, definitely really happy that both, you know, both of my, my Frida women, Marley, and then you are here today. Absolutely. So today we're going to get into this uh, show that I actually wanted to do a while ago. Mm -hmm. But, you know, sometimes you have to have the, 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 the person, right? You need that yes. person to do certain topics with. So I'm really happy that I'm here with you. Yes. So we're going to talk about the show, the hit show. Insecure. Which I love. And I watch religiously. Yes. I'm actually <laughs> watching reruns right now. Me too. Me too, girl. Make sure I didn't miss anything. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Issa Rae's um, Insecure yeah. on yeah. HBO. I mean, they're on a little break right now. They are. They'll be coming back soon. Season but three. yeah. It's yes. so amazing to just watch her journey from... I, I loved Issa from Awkward, Awkward Black, Black Girl, Girl days. Yep, yep. <laughs> Definitely. So I'm just so happy to see where she is right now. And yeah, and I'm she deserves it. Absolutely. Absolutely. She deserves Absolutely. it. Um, I think she's, you know, and she writes so many other shows on the, because I'm a YouTube junkie. Yeah. And so, like, even some of the other shows she's, you know, written or co-written or starred in, like, everything she does seems to be, you know, turn into gold. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and she's tapped into a, a a niche of women whose stories haven't been told. Yeah. And she's like, I'm telling your story, and I love it. And I like how she keeps it real. She does. Like, she does. For, for somebody who's, like, a professional right. black woman, you know, yep. some of the things that she says, some of the way that she acts, yeah. some people are just like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> but she's just like, this is who I am. You guys are going to take it or leave it. Absolutely. So I love it. So one thing I love about the show is the fact that they have different all these different types of characters. Yep. And they all seem to have, whether they're professional, they're yep. trying to get professional. And then they show, like, the real struggle. Yes. And I think, for me, I identify a lot with Molly. Yeah. Um, although I love Issa, I think I'm yeah. Issa in another life. Yeah. But I really identify with Molly because she's an attorney. Yep. And just seeing the struggles that she goes through yep. at work yes. and outside of work, I'm yep. like, she's a freedom woman. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, since we're both attorneys, yes. right? I mean, what are the parallels that you see with Molly's experience as an attorney of color in the workplace? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I very much identify with Molly as well because she has this inner ratchet. Which I have as well. Mm -hmm. But, like, you know, when she steps into the workplace, she tames it down. And, you know, there's the one side of you is like, oh, I shouldn't have to do this to fit into this world. But then there's the other side of you like, you know what? I got to be a professional. And this is what I got to do to, you know, get my paycheck every two weeks. And, you know, sometimes you just have to play that game and try your best to, quote unquote, fit in. Now, you know what I mean? And it, it, it it's a reality and it's a constant struggle that I think a lot of women of color, especially when you get to that level of your career, um, have to deal with and have to balance. Now... 
Okay, I like what you said where, you know, in order to, like, really make it, you have to, like, you know, play the game, right? Yeah. Now, there are a lot of women who say, no, you don't have to play the game. You're just going to, you need to be who you are. You walk in there, they're going to respect you for you and all this other stuff, right? But do you think that Molly would have been as successful as she is on the show if she did not play the game? I don't think so. And I I think that's, that's nice and lofty for some people who have the the luxury to say that you know what I mean but that's not the reality for everybody like I don't care where you are you have to in some way adapt that doesn't mean that you lose yourself that doesn't mean you lose who you are your identity as a black woman but sometimes you just have to do certain things to make it you know what I mean and you know I currently work in a setting too where it's you know to some extent you just have to be chummy with certain people and you have to, you know, change it up a little bit here and there to really, really wiggle your way into like the main, um, you know, wiggle your way into the decision makers Mm -hmm. of this company and for them to be able to see you as a very important asset um, to that company. And you kind of have to play that game. So I I don't think she would have gotten to where she is if she hadn't turned that on. And then there's still other avenues where she can still be Molly when she's with Issa, um, you know, when she's with her other girls, the loud, loud mouth Tiffany. And when Mm -hmm. they're on vacation, she can turn up her interaction as much as she wants. You know what I mean? But, you know, when you're getting paid to do a certain job, you try your best to do that as, you know, as best as possible. And sometimes that means... Switching it up a little bit when you're at work. <laughs> and so. you know, one thing I always tell people, I'm like, unless you own the company, exactly. um, you're going to have to follow some rules. Yes. Because you have to think about it like if I, you know, or, you know, hopefully Frida, Women in YC will be in stores. It <laughs> will be in stores. Speak it into and, existence, Yes, girl. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I'll be somebody's employer. Yes, absolutely. But, you know, so, you know, having, okay, having a, a store mm-hmm. or having employees, right? I myself have certain standards that I want because if I'm trying to cater to a particular group or to a particular demographic, there are certain looks that I know that are unacceptable because as the owner of this company, it's supposed to be a reflection of me and the employees are supposed to be a reflection of me. So although I'm black and Mm -hmm. I wear my different hairs and all this other stuff, I might not want an employee who has like 50 million rings in their face. Exactly. Tattoos on their face, red hair. And I have a right to, you know, want a particular look as the owner of this particular company. So I always tell people, unless you unless you are the boss, you're going to have to be a subordinate in some sense. Absolutely. And I completely agree with that. And I don't think it's fair for people to say, well, if you if you have to do this to fit in, then you're not woke. Like, no, that's not what my wokeness is measured against. Mm-hmm. No, my bills are measured against me, making sure <laughs> that I fit in and yes. I get paid every two weeks. And if that's what I got to do to, you know, keep myself up, that's what I got to do. And can, nobody can ever make me feel bad about that. And I think sometimes some of these woke police get they just go way too far you know do what you got to do do what you got to do and when you step out from that job that you get paid to do you can do whatever you want exactly you know (laughs) i think one thing that definitely highlights what we're talking about is in one of the episodes do you remember the episode with the summer intern yeah with the black girl i don't know if i don't know if Mm -hmm. she was lakeisha shaquille i don't know what she was Mm -hmm. but she you know she embodied that stereotypical right you know, yeah. loud mouth or whatever. Right. The only thing was that, you know, she was, you know, a, a, a law intern. Right. Um, and 
it's I feel like that it's funny how they had that in yeah. the episode to yeah. kind of show. It's yeah. like they were almost sending a message like, listen, you see what Molly is doing? Molly yeah. has to do what she has to do to get paid. Exactly. Look what happens when you, you don't, don't right. adhere. Mm-hmm. And what happened? She ended up getting fired. And right. it was interesting because she, I remember she's, you know, when Molly tried to have the conversation yeah. with her as, you know, sister to sister. Right. She was just like, well, I don't have to change who I right. am. I don't have exactly. to tone it down to be who I am. They love me for me. They knew what they were getting at. Right. But <laughs> they, she didn't understand behind the scenes. They were just like, she's just too loud. Right. She's just too much. Right. Like, our clients are, yeah. you know? Because at the end of the day, right, the employer, like, they have clients. Exactly. And that's, exactly. That's who they're servicing. And, you know, and they had every right, in my opinion, to be like, listen, this is not the the standard in the culture here. Mm-hmm. You know, my clients don't want you screaming at the top of your lungs and doing this and that. And they don't want you talking about the ratchet weekend that you had when they're trying to get to business you know what I mean and that's perfectly legitimate and if you want to if you can handle working in that work environment great if you can't go go work somewhere else exactly. you know or you will be forced out as she was so <laughs> and I think what you mentioned earlier about just like being able to manage you know yeah. your personality like you can still be you yeah. know the the have the little inner ratchet come right. out but when you're at your desk, yeah. when you're dealing with clients, right. especially in the legal field, you Absolutely. know, it's very, very, you know, prim, proper, mm-hmm. depending on if you're working for a large firm. And even if you're right. working for like a government right. entity, like you still have to maintain a level of professionalism. You can't be snapping the gum. Right. You can't be wearing multicolored braids. Like right. there's just certain things you just don't do because right. that's not the environment. Absolutely. And I think what you mentioned just, you know, when you're with your friends, when right. you're on vacation, like yeah. you're, those are the pockets and the outlets like exactly. you don't have to be ratchet all day seven. every yeah. day and it, you know and I think another part of it is just to blend well in your cultures is at my prior job I used to work at BET and BET serves a certain audience mm-hmm. and when we were at work we reflected that audience so it was okay for me to come in in jeans and t-shirts and sneakers when and I when I wanted to and it was okay for me to switch up my wig because I'm a wig wearer hello we, um yes <laughs> It was okay for me to switch up my wig from curly one day to straight the next day because we actually had programming about that because that was what our audience was about. Mm -hmm. That was the culture there. And that was acceptable there. And now where I am in my new job, it's it's a different culture. And guess what? I adapt to that culture because that's just the reality of it. You know what I mean? I don't switch up my hair as often as I do here. And although I do dress down every now and then because people do, do allow it here. But for the most part, you know, I, you know, I wear my suits and my heels mm-hmm. and, you know, it's a very client facing um, environment here. And, you know, I, I represent, you know, I want to always want to put myself out there as somebody that they can. Yes, they respect and they can they can trust the things coming from my mouth mm-hmm. and then they they value my opinion. And, you know, that's just what I got to do to fit in here. And that that's perfectly acceptable to me. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with it. And yeah. it's it's funny you said though the woke police. Because the woke yeah. police, they're real. They're like real. they're real. They are. <laughs> they're trolling your Instagram. Yeah. They're all up in your Facebook. Yeah. Like it's crazy yeah. because I've I've had people you know, with ha- hair is like the biggest thing, yes. right? Like, oh, you know, you're not true to yourself because you're not wearing your natural hair. No, I'm true to myself because I know when I wake up every morning, yeah. the the hour and change it yes. takes for me to put it in a bun <laughs> yes. is unacceptable. Absolutely. I'm going to be late every day. Absolutely. And I think what people like that don't 
don't understand is like, that's great if you want to wear dreadlocks and that's great if you want to wear your afro. That's perfectly fine. And I'm perfectly fine wearing my afro, uh, you know, when I want to wear my afro and braids when I want to wear braids. But then I'm also perfectly fine with a nice long wig. I don't care what you think. Like you, you call some these work boots, are called what's a European style and it's been enforced. And I'm like, no, I still love my natural hair. I still love my braids and my cornrows and I will rock, rock it when I feel like and it. And when I feel like but dealing with it. you shouldn't impose on me what you think I should have on my hair to fit your standards. Because exactly. then it's like, you're just putting different standards on me. You're like, this is the Afrocentric standard you must adhere to. Just as much as you're saying the media is forcing a European standard on me. No, I'm going to wear my hair how I want to wear my hair. That could be Afro. I love it. And I'm just as confident in an Afro. And that could be my long straight wig. I'm just as confident in my long straight wig, but it's my decision. And I think that's what people need to understand. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that I, you know, I'm trying to hide who I am or I'm trying to tame my hair. No, I can wear it both ways, one way or the other, and I'm just fine. You're trying to get to work on time. You know? <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying not you to know? be frustrated in the Girl. morning. That's what I'm trying to do. You know? I don't want to do wash day for five hours. You know, you know what I mean? I got exactly. other things to do. Exactly. So, <laughs> you know, I'm going to need y'all woke police to just take it down take a couple it down notches. Down notch. There are other things. You know, there are people dying in right. these streets. Let's police exactly. that. Let's police exactly. that. Exactly. You know? You know, I mean, I mean, you know, President Trump has a lot of stuff going on on the on Instagram. Absolutely. If you want to troll something, go troll him. Troll, exactly. Troll exactly. him. Not, be not, not my hair. Leave my hair alone. My hair is, yeah, exactly. Jeez. You so, know, <laughs> I mean, it's you know, it always it always upsets me because people are like, oh, your natural hair. I'm like, you're not combing it. Yeah, you're not you know, with it. Jesus, you're not the one that has to get to that 10 a.m. meeting in the morning. Please. <laughs> Listen, I, I have straight up almost one, like one time I wanted to give up. I'm like, I'm just not going to work today. Yeah. I'm just not. And I was yeah. just trying to put it in a bun, girl. You know? Just put it in a bun. I wasn't even trying to do no band to not or nothing like you that. Know? It's a lot. It takes a lot. And then if people don't understand, like our hair, uh, our hair takes, it takes a lot to take care of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, making sure it's detangled and all that. It takes hours. It takes, it's not, it's not, yeah. It's a weekend thing. I it's don't not have, a weekday thing. I don't have wash and go hair. You know? You know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so looking at Molly's character, yeah. right? Like, I mean, because I, I ain't never seen Marley, Mar- uh, Marley, Molly. <laughs> Shout out to Marley. Yeah. <laughs> Molly with like an afro or anything. She yeah. always has her like sleek little yeah. wigs, yeah. sleek little hair, whatever. Yeah. But like looking at her character, mm-hmm. um, and kind of like identifying with yeah. her and her struggle, yeah. right? Um, what flaws do you see in her? And do you see those same flaws in yourself as a professional working woman of color? Yeah. You know, absolutely. And I think one of the episodes, I forget which one, where I was like, oh, I remember this was me before I I went through my own little transformation. I think she wanted, she was dating a guy who I think, like, he was perfect on paper. She always wanted this ideal guy Mm -hmm. that, for her, was perfect on paper or, you know, fit a certain kind of ideal for her that would match her, how she looks on paper. And then she finally got the guy, and it was like, there's nothing in there. There's nothing else there, and I'm not happy. And I remember that that was me at a certain point. Like, well, you uh, you know, I worked my ass off to get to where I am in life and be, you know, get to this level of education. I want somebody who's gonna match that and this, this, and that. And um, I used to be so engrossed in that. And after a while, I'm like, you know what? Like, that doesn't, that's not as important as making sure that you're happy with this person and you're in love um, with this person. So I think I remember that that struggle, like the, the struggles that she's going through through her love life. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I definitely identify with with some of that. 
Yeah, um, I feel like I have I have that as well. Yeah. Like especially coming from, you know, your Nigerian background, right. my Haitian background. Yeah. You know, education is is like number one yeah, absolutely. after well, number two after Christ. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> After religion, absolutely. After religion, absolutely. After yes, after Allah. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, let's, let's spread, spread it out. Let's spread you it know? out. And it's one of those things where it's like you're you you were raised like listen. Yeah, you're a woman. You need to be able to do what you need to do. Yeah. Um. You need to meet a man that also like matches your hustle. Exactly. Like you can't. You know. You you know. You're if you're a lawyer. If you're a doctor. Yep. Like he needs to be better. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And so that's already been ingrained in us. But mm-hmm. then also going through the journey like. One thing I used to say is, like, I want somebody who understands that journey Absolutely. of academia. Yep. Because when we have kids and then, you know, my child wants to, like, give up on school or yep. not do homework, I need somebody who's going to understand yep. that there is a next level that you need to get to. Yep. Absolutely. You know, so that has always been my thing, too. Like, uh, do you go for the person that has everything on paper yeah. Um, that's probably going to be a cornball. Mm-hmm. For the most part, I have yet to really be anybody who matches my hustle. Right. And actually is interesting. Right. Enough <laughs> to hard. be with, you know, it and funny. Hard. It is hard dating, you know. Yeah. You know. So I think she, that plays out a lot in the show when yeah. it comes to her. And I think that in our personal lives, yeah. like especially being, you know, like we both have businesses yeah. um, and trying both our attorneys yep. in, in client based, yep. you know, settings. Absolutely. It's just really difficult it to is. really find that balance. But then the opposite thing is that we end up dealing with these, you know, mm-hmm. interesting <laughs> individuals. I can't exactly. say what I want to call them because we, you know, on a podcast here where <laughs> children might be listening. But you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so it's like, but that's another episode. We'll yeah, talk yes, <laughs> we'll yes. about another day. Um, but I guess what message do you think Molly's character is trying to convey to the professional working woman? Because, you know, all these shows, there's there's a message that yeah. they're hoping that people catch. Right. Absolutely. What do you think her message is? You know, I think one of the the more important things that I I, I picked up from Molly's character is being able to fight for yourself and being able to push your way through, but without coming off as too intimidating. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the episodes that really, really spoke to me was when she got, um, she accidentally got the paycheck of one mm-hmm. of her colleagues. I remember that. Her white male, and he's getting paid significantly more than she is. And she's like, wait a minute. And you know, it's like, you're in that situation, you're like, how do I react? You know, do you want to, you know, you can't go too crazy like, oh, no, I'm going to sue you. I'm going to bring you all down. But then at the same time, it's like you want to you want to fight for yourself. Like, OK, let me go up nicely. Ask them. Can you match this? Can you match? You know what I mean? And, you know, those those I think little challenges without coming off as the angry black women, I think is one of the things that you, you see with Molly. She's always trying to balance that. Like, let me tone it down. But at the same time, let me really fight for myself. And Mm -hmm. in one of the ways, so she did sit down her, the senior partners and like, listen, like, What's what's going on? Can you pay me more? And another way she tried to get chummy with them is like she went to the hockey game oh, yeah, with them right. and trying to do this. And so she tried so many different avenues to get her point across that you need to include me. You need to be paying me fairly. Mm-hmm. And when she just wasn't breaking through, then her other options were, you know what, I'm going to start interviewing with yeah. other firms. And, you know, I'm going to go out there and fight for myself and get what's best for me. And if I'm not getting in here, then let me look elsewhere. And I think it's a, it's 
a struggle that we face all the time. Like, how, how you know, should I take this all the way to 10 with them? Like, how why are you not paying me right? Like, how, how <laughs> should much I should I take quick? this? So, yeah, should I turn it all the way up? Or, like, how am I going to deal with this? And I think that's one of the things I really identify with. You know, yeah, I think Somali. they definitely like send that message, like be your own advocate. And yes, when if absolutely. things aren't going the way you think they're going to go, yeah. don't turn up yeah. right away. Right. Like the turning up, I think, is like the last resort. Exactly. Because even with Issa's yeah. character and in, in, like in her job, and yeah. things, it's like the turn up wasn't the or like the first thing that happened. Exactly. They tried X, they tried yeah. Y, they tried Absolutely. Z, and then it was like, all right, none of these working out, yeah. and you still disrespecting me? Yeah. I'm turning up right now, and yep. you can't say nothing to me. Absolutely. So I think like, you know, it's, they kind of depict like the the struggle exactly. of the working yeah. black woman, yeah. really. Yeah. Without and being too stereotypical. Exactly. Like, I'm not going to be that angry black woman mm-hmm. that, you know, we're always portrayed. Like, we're seeing different ways that we deal with these situations Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and that's what I appreciate I would say about the show I think the last thing I want to talk about real quick with the show is that I mean these individuals Issa and Molly are and and loudmouth Tiffany Tiffany. (laughs) and bougie what's her name the bougie one oh my gosh I forget but bougie girl girl. (laughs) I mean they are ratchet with the bougie girl not so much but Molly and Issa my gosh like you know I I always say that I'm you know Clatchet in the last episodes last few episodes we talked about Clatchet Ratchet but um, you know I don't even know <laughs> if Molly and Issa are clashing. They might just be ratchet. I don't even know. <laughs> sometimes, like, yeah. Sometimes some they, of yeah. exchanges, like, but they're so, so I know I've had, I've heard some, like, you know, negative commentary about how they use the N-word, yeah. the, you know, ho, yeah. and the B-word, yeah. like, yeah. you know, like, like it's nothing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so some people are like, well, as professional women, even if you're hanging out with your friends, like, yeah. like they just say it to the point where it's like every other sentence yeah. and yeah. it's like, is that really professional? Like, yeah. overall. Like, yeah. forget about being in the workplace or out the workplace. But, yeah. like, as black women who are supposed to have a level of wokeness, mm-hmm. right, because mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. educated, yeah. that we shouldn't be engaging in this type of exchange. And yeah. that a lot even find this behavior offensive. Yeah. You know, I think what it is is real. There, It depends on your group of friends. I know personally I have a particular potty mouth. <laughs> so I like, I, you know, I, I, I drop a lot of these words. That, but that's just... That's just naturally how I relate with my friends. When I'm in conversation, I drop these certain some of these words. There's certain words I don't use and certain words that I'm just like, mm-hmm. I, I unfortunately use a certain word all the time. But that's just like the reality of it. Like I don't walk around in my life all the time like, let me parse my words and this, this and that. And for her group of friends, Somali and um, Issa, like that's just, that's how they relate to each other. And there are other groups that maybe... They're not so much into using certain words, but I just don't think, again, people need to sit here and police every single aspect of my life. So now I can't, you want to tell me how I should be talking with my group of friends in in the privacy of our wherever we are, my home or whatever? Like, no, you know, (laughs) like people need to stop policing what everybody does so much to that extent where, you you know, I can't use this word and I can't use that word, Um, you know, it just depends on what the natural flow of your friendship is, yeah, in my I, opinion. I agree with that. Because in none of the episodes do you ever see Issa 
or Molly talking to their supervisors exactly. like that. Exactly. In the workplace, they yeah. are professional. Yeah. They're not turning up using, you know, exactly. the N-word and, yeah. you know, the B-word with exactly. anybody in the co- you know, in right. their in their workplace. Yeah. But once, you know, they're out that door, yeah. it's all bets, you know, yeah. all bets are off. Yeah. And again, this is like the privacy of your of your friendship or your group or whatever. And I mean, if you're a public figure, that's a different thing. And if you're speaking in a public venue, you know, to a crowd, that's a different thing. Or if you're in a school or with children, that's a different thing. But don't police how I talk with my friends. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and if it's no. offensive to you, you know, like I've had friends that I've, you know, been cool with. Yeah. And, you know, some words I already know from the beginning, they're like, I don't like when people use like yeah. the N-word. Yeah. At Absolutely. all. You know, not E-R, but A. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. They don't like it. Yeah. They don't like it. So when I'm around them, I don't yeah. use certain exactly. words, whether it be that word or the B word or whatever right. it is. Exactly. I don't use it because it, it's offensive to them. Right. And they've been honest with me to say, Rita, I just don't like it. It yeah. doesn't. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But saying that people are wrong for using this or, you know, what our ancestors had to go. Mm-hmm. You know what? To each his own. Yeah, exactly. But I agree with you. Like, you know, this, 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 you know, this police. Right. This policing is getting out of control. It is. Like, it if is. it's not, People you get know. so offended about everything. Like, there are, there are big fights that I think we should all be united in, you know, fighting um, against. There's just so many things that are happening before our eyes and so many rights are being snatched away from mm-hmm. us, especially under this administration that we don't need to be concerned about these little things. Yeah, and be really divisive don't. over little things. Exactly. Like, let's 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 have a united front against police brutality, and let's have a united front against racism and, um, you know, against the school-to-prison pipelines that's more prevalent in, you know, communities of color. Let's have a discussion about immigration. why... Immigration. Immigration is like, what you know, pre- whatever President Trump just did with Haiti. Like, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Let's have a conversation about why, you know, black men are getting harsher sentences for the same crime than their white counterparts don't talk to me about how I talk within my group of friends and my hair please <laughs> like, it just goes to show know. like the level of pettiness I think within our, our community and our so society because like you said a lot all these issues that you stated like they're big issues Yeah. but for whatever reason it's like you know they prefer to, to talk about our hair and yeah. talk about as opposed to you right. know like I had a march the other day mm-hmm. you know for you know TPS and, mm-hmm. and DACA and you know not a lot of people came but you know if it was something else yeah. you know I don't know yeah. Curl Fest right. they'd right, be there right. yeah, you, <laughs> you know, know? Afropunk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm all for a good time, but yeah. We, you know, there are important causes. There are you know? important things that, yeah, I absolutely agree. Yes. But, Lyle, you know, you know, since we're doing this little, little lunch break, coffee yes, break. Yes, yes. You know, I've, I've actually become the portable podcaster, as I as I call it now. Yes. You know, I'm able to, you know, go to my friend's jobs during the lunch nice, break. So, nice, nice, you yes. know, thank you for taking your lunch break with thank me. Thank you for coming. This was such a great conversation. Definitely. I had a really good time. <laughs> and I definitely want to do another, you know, our second season. I'm going to bring you back because I, I want to really talk about, you know, just the struggle of being an entrepreneur of a fashion yes. line where you <laughs> design clothes and having a full-time attorney job. Yes, yes, You know, and how you balance that. So we definitely want to bring you back and talk about that. I look forward to it. But um, again, everyone, thank you so much again, Lyo. Thank you for being my, I guess, my co-host, really. Thank you. (laughs) I had such a good time. Thank you. Yes, and so, you know, uh, HBO, Issa, if you're out there. Yes, (laughs) right. Hello. (laughs) 
Hello. You know, you know, looking for a little sponsorship. You know, know hello. <laughs> <laughs> something, something. Help us sister out. Help us sister out, girl. Help us sister out. But yeah, no, this was a great episode. Ten, definitely excited to see what eleven comes. You know, uh, brings about. But everybody, again, thank you. If you. Um, want to listen to our past episodes one through nine you can find us on apple podcast you can find us on stitcher and on soundcloud uh we are on social media at frida women nyc on twitter on instagram and on facebook and you can take a take a little mosey on to our website uh where you can find accessories that can yeah. help you uh become make that bold statement yes. that you want to and, I, and that's important yes i have to tell a little mini story because yes. i have i have two of your um, um business card holders it up, and i up. yes <laughs> and i was at a conference recently Beasley conference in jamaica and i pulled out one of my um my um, business card holders gives somebody and they was like where did you get that? I was like, Freedom Woman NYC, yep, girl. Yeah, but it's their beautiful, amazing stuff. I love my jewelry that I got yes. from there. I wear it all the time. And I I'm get telling compliments you, all the time. I love it. Lyo is one of my biggest supporters. Yes, like, you know, and support. we have to support each other. We have to support, support each other. I love her jackets. Yes. She loves my Freedom Woman <laughs> NYC. So it's all about supporting each other. So yeah. definitely, you heard it. You heard it from Lyo herself. Yes. Go get yourself a business card holder. Please. Check out our other accessories. So many nice things. Yeah, yep. especially for women, you know, for, for women of color we're in the workplace we yeah. want to be able to like give ourselves a little edge sometimes yep. you don't just want to have like the regular suit you yep. want to like you know make yourself pop and so that, that's what the the point of the line is yes so again www.fridawomennyc.com and that's a wrap for episode 10 and we'll see you next week bye bye